Hello and welcome to the very first episode of the Open Table Podcast. My name is Jared Kendall and I am a United Methodist pastor in Fishers, Indiana. I'm so excited to have you um, listening to this podcast and I want to welcome you to the table. Um, Open Table is an idea that I've been kicking around for a while now. And it's this idea that's rooted in a belief that people want to talk about things that matter. We have these sorts of conversations naturally among friends and coworkers, family members, even others on social media. Uh, but we want to be able to talk about the deeper things in life, not just the fun things or the frivolous things, um, but stuff like our families and our faith, our careers, what's going on in the world. Even our hobbies, our interests, our curiosities, our questions. People, we wrestle with these all the time, but mostly we do so on our own. Yes, they occur with friends, families, people on the internet, but it seems to be more often the exception than the norm. That's okay, that's normal, and yet there is something in all of us that, that wants to have the deeper conversations. That, at least in part, is why I'm creating Open Table. Um, to create a space in which we can have some of these conversations, particularly for persons of faith, of the Christian faith, who want to talk about God, about Christ, about our faith in ways that help tear down the compartmentalization of our lives and work to integrate our full selves not only into our faith, but also into our families, into our careers, into our community, and to our world. And so the hope is that Open Table will be part of that conversation, part of that creative space in which we can dialogue, in which we can have some of these more meaningful conversations. This idea took on legs, particularly at the beginning of this year. I hosted a couple of conversations in our community. I called it Open Table a space for the displaced. The first one that we had was at the Well Coffee Shop here in town, and the second was at a local brew house restaurant called Four Day Ray. My hope was to provide a place and a space for people to talk and listen and process with one another all that was going on in our world. If you remember at the beginning of the year, it really wasn't too dissimilar to what we see today. But January, February, we were coming off the inauguration of President Trump that had followed heated and very divisive debates between Hillary Clinton and Trump throughout the primaries. In the wake of his election, there were also protests and riots, police shootings, and a wealth of national anger, even fear. This produced a lot of angst within people, but in addition to it, the rapid pace of these events were made all the more difficult to process, in part because of our national media outlets. The major news channels were all covering the same events, and yet as I was flipping between channels in those nights earlier this year, each was giving a wildly different account for what was happening and why. And none of them were short on casting judgments. Now, of course, you'll have people on both extremes who have their minds made up. 
but I'm wondering about the rest of us. I think more people are in the between, not yet fully settled in one camp or the other, but are wanting to engage in more meaningful conversations about what's happening in the world and about how we might respond. Particularly we from the Christian faith. And so the more people I spoke with, the more I realized how many were feeling displaced. Some as citizens of a quickly changing country, others who were feeling displaced from a faith tradition that had reared them. I drafted my divorce papers with evangelicalism a long time ago, one person commented. And tonight I serve them. That person was far from alone. Person after person after person seemed to be wrestling with the dissonance of discord that was overshadowing our country and that which we felt inside of ourselves. I have so many friends who grew up in the Christian faith and yet have found irreconcilable differences with the faith that reared them and its seeming inability to speak to the world in which they now live. And so I hosted these conversations, open table, a space for the displaced, sought to create a space for people to simply talk face to face. How novel. Around the tables sat not only lattes and IPAs, but also a 20-something Haitian man whose family had come to the States when he was a little boy. There was a Korean-American, a 30-something Gen Xer, and across from the table, uh, across the table from one another, sat a millennial covered in tattoos and piercings, and a gentleman with a hat on his head that read, Vietnam Veteran. There was a gathering of a wide diversity of persons, theologically, ethnically, racially, politically, even religiously. And yet what we all shared in common around those tables was not only a fondness for good beverages, but also the desire to want to talk about meaningful things in meaningful ways. One such conversation took place, and it began with a Vietnam veteran sharing his story. When Scott first came to uh, Open Table, I was surprised. I hadn't met him before. He had seen something in a conference newsletter or announcement and decided to come to the conversation. Uh, he was an elderly gentleman with a veteran hat on his head, and he stumbled into four-day ray sitting around the table with a group of people he had never met before, but he knew he wanted to be part of this conversation. You see, earlier that day, he was talking with his wife about what they were seeing on the news. They had been watching the protests take place, and Scott's 
response to it was was visceral. He he had a hard time breathing. His heart rate increased rapidly, and he could not watch what was going on. Not because he was so offended by the demonstrations or because he was necessarily for or against them, but rather his wife pointed out to him that the reason why he was having such a strong response to the riots and protests on TV were because they were very similar to the same protests that people were speaking out against our country during the Vietnam War when Scott's plane landed and he returned home after months of fighting. He was the embodiment of a war that people disagreed with and as such became the face and received the brunt of the criticisms and the less than welcome homecoming he received. The same feelings manifested themselves some 50 years later, and here Scott sat around the table telling those of us sitting with him of all ages that today's problems and disagreements aren't that dissimilar from what he experienced so long ago. In that moment, you could see the realization coming over his face. And the young people sitting across from him also had a moment of a, a realization that we're not all that different. Yes, our skin colors might be different. Our preferences in music, our ages, our hair color might not be the same. But underneath all of that lies this shared humanity, this common longing for peace, for conversation, for understanding, for meaning, for hope. In the sharing of his story and in the receiving of it, Scott helped tear down walls. In the silence that followed, it was a moment of sacredness. It was holy. In the face of all that was going on in the world, of all that sought to divide us and all that was dividing us, here in this too loud brew room of a local restaurant sat persons of different backgrounds, different ages, different beliefs, who were listening to one another. Those who had felt displaced for each their own reasons were now given a space in which they could talk and share. Afterward, one of the women reflected on the evening and said, man, we need more of that. And I could not help but agree. And so here's my idea. I'm going to be hosting these 
open table conversations every Sunday afternoon from 5 to 6 p.m. at the Well Coffee Shop in downtown Fishers. Uh, it's open to anyone and everyone, and it's going to be invitational. Um, that's the heart of it, to not only have these conversations, but to do so in ways that invite others to be open to them as well. And so every Sunday from 5 to 6 p.m. at the well, we'll be hosting uh, these open table conversations. On Mondays, I will be then following up with um, a podcast. And so my hope is to, every Monday, have one uploaded by 11.30 a.m. so that you can listen to it at lunch if you're so inclined or whenever works for you. Uh, That's the beautiful part about podcasts, right? You can listen to them whenever, wherever you want. Uh, And more often than not, my goal in these podcasts will be to interview people who I think are interesting, um, people who I think have a lot to offer in these ongoing conversations and just people I want to talk to. Uh, The content will vary. It'll be driven by whatever it is that I'm wrestling with that week. And it'll also be driven by what's going on in the world. You see, I believe very deeply that the Christian faith is not separate from the world, but is rather an active, redemptive presence within it. I believe it's not something to be compartmentalized, but rather our faith must become fully integrated into our whole selves. And so through these podcasts, I want to talk about what it might look like to be a Christian in the world today, to fully integrate our faith in ways that are meaningful and in ways that help us more faithfully and fully live out our beliefs. In particular, I'm going to be talking about this from my Wesleyan Methodist tradition. Our tradition offers a unique voice that emphasizes both grace and personal responsibility, a faith that is open to anyone and everyone, a faith that tells us God loves us exactly the ways that we are, and yet God loves us way too much to let us remain the same, a faith that is rooted in the Lord's table, in communion, in the Jesus who invited anyone and everyone to sit at the table with him, to drink good drinks, to eat good food, to have deep, meaningful, profound, life-changing conversations. Here at our church, we celebrate communion, the Eucharist, Lord's Supper, the first Sunday of every month, reminders about what God has done for us and how we then are called to live in this world. And every time we celebrate the table, it begins with the liturgy that affirms it's not our table, but rather it's Christ's. Christ our Lord, it begins, invites to his table all who love him, who earnestly repent of their sin, and all who seek to live in peace with one another. And so it is with that same spirit that I welcome you to this table. I look forward to our conversations. I look forward um, to the ways that we'll get to interact through this medium. And I look forward to seeing you Sundays from 5 to 6 p.m. at the Well Coffee Shop in Fishers, Indiana. Welcome to Open Table. There's always room for one more. Until next week, grace and peace, my friends.